0: All right. Good evening, ladies. Um, Shall we begin to pray? Father, we thank you, O God, for allowing us all to get through our days safely, O Heavenly Father. First and foremost, we thank you for waking us up this morning and clothing us in our right minds and giving us the ability of all of our limbs, O God. We take nothing lightly, and we just just politely say thank you, O God. We just ask that you come inside of our Bible study on tonight, O God, allow something to be said, to minister to someone's heart, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Allow someone who hasn't been on this call before, oh, God, just call in and just receive a word from you, oh, God. We just ask that you just continue to lead and guide us in the way that you should have us to go, God. Um, just continue to protect our families, protect our our friends, oh, Heavenly Father. Thank you for our jobs, oh, Heavenly Father. We thank you for all of the opportunities that you have given us, oh, Heavenly Father. Oh, God, we just thank you for traveling, graces from our different destinations, oh, God. We are here. We are there. We are everywhere, oh, God. And we just thank you for your angels of protection that are encamped around us every day and every night, oh, God. And we honor you, God, because you're just so sovereign, and you're caring, you're loving, God. And we just thank you, Because if you've done nothing else for us, oh, God, you've already done enough. So we want to acknowledge um, everything that you have done for us thus far heavenly Father. the things that you have done already, oh, God, um, and the things that you will do in the future. We just thank you, God, for just being who you are. You are our provider, oh, God. There were times where, oh, God, we didn't know where our next meal, where our next paycheck was coming from, oh, God, but you provided and you made a way. Out of no way. So we honor you. We just thank you, oh, God. We just thank you for our teacher tonight O Heavenly Father, Sister Constance. Oh, God, continue to protect her as she is traveling to and fro. Um, from the earth, O oh Heavenly Father, and doing what um, she, is, she does best, O oh God, and that is to encourage, oh God, just um, continue to strengthen her family, God, right now in the name of Jesus in their time of bereavement, O oh Heavenly Father. Continue to keep them in the palm of your hand, O oh God. Let them know that there is no sorrow that you cannot heal, O oh God. And that you um, hear every cry, oh Heavenly Father, every moan and groan, oh Heavenly Father. Allow them to remember all of the good times that they've had with their loved one, oh Heavenly Father, and allow that uh, family member to just be um, great memories, oh Heavenly Father, and continue to keep her legacy alive. God, we just honor and we just thank you, oh God. We thank you for the vision um, from our teacher oh Heavenly Father, to begin these Bible studies because. We are women, oh God, and we need a word from you, and we just honor you. We thank you just for working and, and ministering through your women, O oh Heavenly Father. We thank you for this book that we are reading, that we are learning from every week, O oh Heavenly Father, the Deborah anointing, O oh Heavenly Father. Continue to pour into us. No, don't allow us to just read the book, O oh Heavenly Father, but take something away from it and apply it to our lives, O oh Heavenly Father, so we may continue to grow, O oh God, because it makes no sense for us to read a book. And it makes no sense for us to learn new materials, to just sit on it, oh, God. But we just ask that you continue to give us the the wisdom and the knowledge to continue to grow, oh, Heavenly Father, and to use these principles that you have given to us, oh, God. In Jesus' name we pray all these things. Amen. Praise God. Ladies, hello, hello. Happy Thursday. I am so happy to be on the call. Last week we weren't on because we were celebrating a wonderful woman's birthday, (laughs) Um, our mother turned 65. If you are at the party, thank you so much for coming. But if you weren't, listen, we had an awesome, awesome, awesome time last week, Um, but we definitely missed you all. We did miss you all um, from being on the Bible study call. But guess what? We are back tonight, and I'm just so happy to be back on the call tonight, okay? I'm happy um, that we have Sister Constance teaching for us tonight because she's a mighty, mighty, mighty woman of God. She's an amazing teacher. Every time this woman opens her mouth, there's there's something. God is speaking whenever she opens her mouth. Um, and I will say that it's not just a ministry thing on a Sunday or when it's Bible study time. This woman lives this stuff, okay? you can see it. You can feel it when she teaches. So, I'm hoping that each and every one of you um, get something out of tonight's lesson. Um, Thank you so much again for calling. Please, please, I say it all the time, if you have not already, please share the flyer. Um, Let people know what we're doing every single week. Um, Just because someone, we all know somebody who needs a word from the Lord. So if you can, please, ma'am, if there are any sirs, (laughs) okay, sir, (laughs) please, Share the flyer. Please share the flyer. We want this thing to grow. Um, and definitely download the app so you can replay these Bible studies, okay? We have a podcast, and our teeth can um, let you all know what the podcast is a little later on in the Bible study. But definitely, definitely, definitely Share the flyers to other women or individuals who you know will benefit from the teachings that are going on on Thursday night. Um, it is 7.05, and without further ado, we want to open the. well, we're going to give the line over to Sister Constance G. E. Young. Praise the Lord. Sister Constance, are you on? Yes, I'm on. All right. You got it, girl.
1: Thank you, Carissa. Uh, I uh praise God for Clarissa. She she make you feel good. <laughs> I thank God for um all of you ladies. Um thank God for his awesomeness. You know, no matter what things look like, we have to understand that God is in control. We have a um we have an awesome lesson tonight. Um and it's uh, Deborah, the mother, um, and right there alone a, a lot of us can identify and can relate as being mothers. It looks differently for each of us because it's based on nature and nurture. Nature is our our um, genes. It's what we were made with. But as it relates to nurture, it has to do with how we were brought up. It has to do with the environment that you came up in. Um, and the things that you learned from the women and the other teachers who taught us early on in life. Um, it says here on the first paragraph, but understand this, that in the last days will come perilous signs of great stress and trouble. Uh, and it says in caption, hard to deal with and hard to bear. For people will be lovers of self and utterly self-centered. Forgive me, guys, I still have this tickle in my throat. throat. Lovers of money and aroused by inordinate, greedy desire for wealth, proud and arrogant, and contemptuous boasters. They will be abusive, blasphemous, scoffing, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, and profane. Excuse me, and this is found in Second Timothy um, three and one. Uh, the writer of this book goes into talking about an incident in the headlines where a young girl was at a prom and um, she delivered her baby um, in a toilet, and then she kills the baby, and then uh, she goes on to uh, the prom as if nothing ever happened, and you would say, oh, my God, that's so horrible. Again, we're talking about the nature, which is what we were born with, and then the nurture. Um, do you know that if we don't nurture our children, that there are other entities out there that are waiting to do so, mainly the television? We don't have time for our children if we don't have time No matter what the reason, we can have a legitimate reason to not have time to do a thing or the other, but as it relates to our children, because they have to learn from us. We have to be really careful about the time that we put in with them and the time that we neglect to put in with them. I look at this young lady. It's not to say anything bad about her mother, but what other influence would cause her to be more concerned about, the prom then to be about the life that God allowed to be birthed in her. When I was reading this a couple of weeks ago, uh, what came to me was don't let problems steal your gift to nurture. Sometimes we have problems with our children, and sometimes it's our first child. We don't know what to do, and all we can rely on is how we were reared. Um, and I think right now we know that the way we were brought up does not necessarily fit the society of children whom um, the Lord has blessed us with because of all the outside influences. And it's not like we didn't have them then, but it's to the point now where the enemy is making sure that our young women, for example, that they don't have um, the gift of nurture and the love in them concerning their children because it's so easy for them to um, abort their children. And somebody on this line might have um, aborted a child before. So let's pause to say you did that. It's children and done this. You have a God who's loving. You have a God who's forgiving. And you have a God who showed you how to move from that point to where you are now. So we don't have an excuse uh, to not... So was this love, like Deborah, she was a prophetess, she was a judge, and it says in the book that she wanted to be considered as mother because her whole goal was to nurture the children of Israel, to nurture God's people, to be there for them, to be able to meet their needs in a way that someone else may not be able to meet it. And so, as women, we have to get our mindset as it relates to our children or whether it relates to children whom you've adopted, children whom you are helping to raise. It could be your um, family members, children, whatever. You have to be in a position where you begin to pray and ask God to show, to show you how, show us how, to bring up these young people of today, bring them up in a way to, to where they can recognize love, they can recognize respect, they can recognize how they should feel as children. We have people who are mean to children, they give birth, and that'll make them motherly. They give birth, but it does not make them motherly um, because they're self centered and they're into themselves. That's going back to the scripture in, in second Timothy, all they can think about is what they need to do for themselves. For an example, we know someone who went on vacation and left her. Uh, soon-to-be 13-year-old daughter with four of her siblings who are younger than her. The mother went to have a good time, but yet she left this child with these kids. She knows nothing of what to do with these children. She can go by what she witnessed, and she'll know how to feed them and things of that nature, but it's, she's not of the um, age of accountability or, or intelligence to which she can take care. of and meet the need of that youngest child, which I believe is three years old. But so we have to watch our we have to watch our motives for why we do things. Um, God places us in positions, and sometimes where we may not physically murder our children, but we murder them with the things that we say to them. We we murder them and we kill their spirits um, based on how we deal with them when they do something wrong. Um, We've got to really be prayerful to God on what we do because we have to have God's heart. As mothers, we have to have God's heart. You cannot um, nurture a child uh, without God's heart. And God's heart is about love, It's about respect. It's about holiness. So in other words, as we set the environment for our children, we have to make sure that we're bringing the good stuff to them because what we teach them is what they're going to hold on to. What we teach them is what they're going to hold on to. So many times as a modern-day Deborah, she says, I receive burdens to pray through a new story that awakens my heart of compassion I sometimes ask the Lord how He feels about certain events, such as the above-mentioned, the incident with a young girl killing her baby. Um, this will oftentimes open a channel of communication between the Lord and me. <laughs> so we going to take it out of the, we're going to take it from the, the context, um, context of the media situation and we're going to look at how, we, um, how we're bringing up our own children, because we say that we belong to God and we're children of God. And so now we must begin to, um, we must now begin to look at how we're walking in God's precepts. Because um, as I mentioned, some of the things that we do, um, we kill our kids, we suffocate them. You know, other people shaking their babies. Well, we shake ours to the And Whenever we don't deal with them righteously, the Bible tells us not to provoke our children to wrath, and a lot of times we do because. We want to make them feel the way they made us feel by their misbehavior. I know you guys remember um, in social media was this big thing that if a kid acted up in school, uh, the parent would put the child on display and would cut their hair like an old man. I don't know where that demon came from, but let's call it what it is, because anytime you would do something that would kill a child's spirit, that's demonic nature. And so we've got to watch what we do. We've got to watch what we say. Um, as mothers, we have to set the tone. We have to get our children back to the Bible. We have to get our children back to the basics. We have to teach them what the Word of God says concerning every aspect of life, every aspect of life. So you kill a, a child's spirit by putting them on display to embarrass them. And any time we discipline our children, it should never be to, to shame them and when you don't know something and you learn it, then that's when you're really responsible. When you know better, you do better. You um, see those little boys walking around looking like George Jefferson or somebody, it was making people laugh, but it made me cry on the inside because the residual effect of, of that action could, could have been that child committing suicide, could have been that child even killing the mother in the street. It could have brought us so many negative things um, just because as a mother, uh, this well, of was many women, but they chose to do something as heinous as kill their child's spirit, and we never want to kill anybody's spirit because some of our spirits were killed, and in our environment coming up, we didn't always have um, the things that we needed to help us to grow and feel safe and to feel strong and confident that we have to instill that in our young people um, as believers in Jesus Christ. And um, we have to know that abortion is against God's will, that physical annihilation of a child is against God's will. But so let me back you up and let you know that When you kill your child's spirit, it's just as heinous to God. That's not what he called us for. And even though Eve got herself all messed up with the serpent, she had a job here on the earth. She's supposed to be the mother of all living things. Her role was to nourish and nurture all living things. Women are life givers, not life takers. Abortion is a result of perversion in the hearts of women. Um, I do know for a fact that there are some women who have had abortion out of fear because they knew if their parent knew that they were pregnant, that it would bring a a, a problem because especially in in Christendom, um, if a child gets pregnant out of wedlock, um, sometimes the way that child is dealt with um, in the past, back in the day it was really difficult for the child. The purpose of it was to teach the child um, that she had done the wrong thing and given her body before, you know, being married. And so as a result of that, a lot of women have been crushed. And the things that have been said to them by other women, not, we don't even talk about the men, but by other women was something that would damage them, um, um, the Bible says that when we sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. So I declare in decree now, right now in the name of Jesus that anyone who has participated in the act of physical abortion, that if they, you have prayed unto God that you would receive your healing, receive your forgiveness, and move on in life so that you can be the nurturer you can be the caregiver, you can be the one who provides compassion and and, and, and um comfort to the heart of of the children whom you presently have or the ones that God is gonna bless you with in the future. We're not gonna let the enemy hold anything over our heads. As mothers we try to do our best. But a lot of times because mothers carry it all, sometimes you carry it all even if it's the father in the home. And because we don't take care of ourselves, we don't have self care, um, then we get overwhelmed and sometimes um things come out that we would not that we regret later. But the mothering anointing includes the ability to teach and train. So, again, ability to teach and train, not do as I say do. Don't do as I do, but do as I say do. So what we want to do is we want to make sure that we are living what we are teaching and training in our kids. This is a mothering anointing must be restored in the earth. If it's not restored within us as women of God, where else is it going to come from? There is, um, it said there must, let me back up, we must become non-conformist, meaning that you're not going to do things that's based on popular um, views or popular ideas. We're going to be transformed in the renewing of our minds, meaning we're going to read the Bible every day so that we can know how we are to go about training our young people um, and how we're going to teach them um, to first know the Lord. And it would be a wonderful thing if our children can look at us and say, you know, my mom might have her ups and downs, but I know she knows the Lord. I know she trusts God. Sometimes at our best, we still do the worst thing. But again, we have a God who is willing by the aid of the Holy Spirit to lead us and to guide us into all manner of truth, everything that we need, we have in him. He said he has given us everything pertaining to life and godliness, and we can hold on to that. Um, I don't know about you, but to me, a mother is just a precious thing. And speaking from a mother who didn't always get it right in the beginning, I thank God that my daughters can come to me, because I didn't know how to be a mother and... um, all it took was for me to get on my face and say, God, you have to show me what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. Show me how to do things differently, you know. So then you begin to, uh, the Lord begins to work on your inward man and he begins to put his love, deposit his love inside of you and so then you can in turn turn around and do the same thing for your children. Um, some of us are, were blessed to be able to Um, give our children nourishment through the breast, and it talks about El Shaddai, um, one of the compound names for God, and he's the breasted one. Now, what comes from the breast? If you're able to produce milk, there ain't nothing better on the market for your child. But some people chose not to use um, nature's milk because it's more convenient to put the bottle in the baby's mouth and say, go to sleep, because I need some sleep. And if you put the good stuff inside your body, if you can, then you want to give that good stuff to your baby. So that means when you're um, breastfeeding, you're very careful about what you put in your mouth. You're, You're very careful about your intake. You're not going to eat vegetables and then turn around and do drugs or to drink alcohol because you know that once you the baby takes suck and you feed that baby, that means the stuff that you put inside of you is now being deposited into that child. And so on a biblical standpoint, we have to watch the good stuff. We've got to watch the stuff that we put inside of ourselves. And we want to put the good things in because then the kids can, our children can see it. And they'll know that if they're having difficulties, that they can, well, I can get on my knees like mama. And I can just pray and I can trust God. So we have to begin to uh, put the good things in ourselves because we have legacy with our children and we want them, uh, we want the best for our children. And we don't just look at our children, but we look at the children of the future um, our uh, grands, our great grands, great great grands, and, and so forth and so on. So we've got to make sure that we put the good stuff in into ourselves um, so that we can, and we always say it takes uh, a village to raise a child, or, or what kind of village you want? Yeah, it may take a village, but if you got a, a village full of people that don't do the right things and you got a village of folks that's going to grow up and all they're going to do is, is is corruptible things because that's what they've been taught. We want a village of kids who know that they are mighty in God, that they are um, king's kids, and that they have purpose, and that they have um, a life that will cause them to now be able to put their good stock into someone else. Um, As mothers, it says that... um, Deborah gave herself the title. Um, So not only was she a judge, warrior, wife, prophetess, and worshiper, she was also a dispenser and wellspring of life. Don't nobody want to hang around the body that every time you open your mouth, negativity is spewing out. Mothers, when you're carrying the baby, it's imperative that you watch your environment because whatever you're going through, your baby's going through it. And if you worry and complained a lot, you're going to produce a nervous baby. And then this baby cry all night. Well, the baby heard you cry all night. And now you're going put that inside of the baby. So you have got to watch what we give them because we want our children to have wisdom. And we go through stuff, but we don't have to find out how to go through them courageously, knowing that everything that we need, God is going to supply it. No matter what we're going through, he's there. He says, cast all your cares upon me because I care for you. And if it's about money, he said that a, thousand, a cattle on a thousand hills belong to him. Well, the hills, the cattle, all of it is His. He. he made it all. So we never have an excuse for not believing God. So we have to get ourselves, again, to where we get life changing goodness in us so that we can deposit that in our children. Um, And it says mothering and mentoring. Um, Some of us still need to be mentored and that's not a negative statement. But you have to come to a realization that, okay, I need some help in this. I need help in raising my kids. Sometimes I don't know the right thing to say. I don't know the right thing to do. Sometimes my reaction is too quick. So it's a wonderful thing to get a person who you can link up with, someone of like mine, um, to just somebody you can trust, not somebody who going and say, yeah, baby, and call your daughter, and the next thing you know, your stuff is all over the street. You need somebody who you can lay your hat with, who you can be honest with, and you don't just go pull out and grab somebody just because you look at somebody and they look spiritual. Lord Jesus, anoint our eyes so that we can see. Anoint our minds and our hearts, Father God, that we might ask you to put that person that we need before us, somebody who you know we can be safe with. Because the most devastating thing in the world is to open your heart to someone who appears to be motherly to you, and then you find out that that person wasn't who you thought that person was. So we want um, somebody that's pretending. We want somebody who's really going to love you through, pray you through, be courageous enough to say, no, sister, that's not the right way to do that. You did that, and let's figure out how we're going to go back because now we've got to repair that name and chart. we got to repair their mind. Um, it says uh, we must recover and restore the ancient past. There must be a recapturing of the essence of motherhood. Um, We must be intentional about training our daughters to be godly mothers in the kingdom. To nurture involves the act of nursing. It means to suckle or nourish. It also means to further the development of God designed the human nature to be nurtured by a mother and father. Uh, the worst thing that happened to the church was the fall of the families, Divorce, separation, um, those type things, I believe, were a tool of the enemy to tear up the family. Because if you, a mother and father, are going in different directions, you can rest assured that the children are going to suffer in the middle. So we need to go back to the ancient ways. The ancient ways, we were praying and we were beseeching God for the things that we needed, the things that we want. So as mothers, we got to know him to step back and say, God, okay, I need to put in this amount of time with you. So some of us got some difficult little ones, and some of them are, we see them as so difficult because we see ourselves. Lord, have mercy. I got you who here. I see myself all the time, and I have to take time and say, okay, you're going you to have to um, Remember when you were not listening, you got tore up, but you don't want to tear her up. You want to give her some good stuff so that she don't have to be fearful. So, and God, he'll show us what to do. I believe that we're doing great jobs because we have many roles in, like mother, woman, wife, mother, sister, whatever, lover. Uh, um, and then whatever our anointed gifts are in the body of Christ, we have many hats, but we want to make sure that while we're wearing these hats that we don't put on one until we perfect perfect the one that you're working on before you go slapping another one on. Because so I could be uh, mother, evangelist, uh, worshiper, all I want. But if I ain't hitting mother right, then I need to let... Worshiping and evangelist evangelist in the church, go can I get mother-like because that's the nurturing piece that's going to get my child where they need to be in the Lord so that they can be strong and know how to trust God regardless. Um, And we do need our fathers. And one of the saddest days is on a mother's day when a mother, I mean on father's day when a, a mother wants recognition for being a father. You can't get recognition for being a father. You're a mother, and whereas you might take on the role, um, the sole role of, of caring for your child, you can only play the role of, of a mother because that's who God created you to be. And if we do anything outside of what God created us to do, then we are free to become a monster. Because we're operating in a way that he didn't call us. We're not walking in a way that he called us. So if I've got one in my head, he's a mother, and the others are, uh, I'm a father. I'm coming down the street. Somebody going to be a baby. If he ain't generally two-headed people. So he's in the earth. So i got to get in my, as the mother, and I've got to be the best at that position and take care of my child but not confuse my child by saying, I'm your mother and your father. That's a lesson they, they've never learned. And so allow God to get the glory whatever it is that you do, and then begin to say instead of regretting and feeling in uh, some kind of way about having to do it all, Lord, help me to raise my child over to you, try to get the glory out of everything that I do as a mother. Show me, Lord, how to be patient. Show me, Lord, how to... Uh, spend time with me so that I don't know how to deal with my child who seems to be difficult or my child who seems to be very passive or my child who seems to um, be afraid of others or my child who doesn't have the confidence that he or she can go out and participate with children of their same age. Our children have a lot to go through, and we do too, but we're here already and we're grown up and we had them, and so, Um, we need to know what we need to do to get them to where we are. And we always want our children to be better than we are. Um, And the only way we can do that, again, is by renewing our mind in the Word, by having a relationship with the Lord where um, we beseech him on a daily basis and we talk to him and we confess some things to him. He loves us. If you think God is walking around and he's learning about your sins, then you have another thought coming to you. He died for your sins. So keep in mind, he didn't do it so that we could keep doing the same thing over and over again. He said, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? He said, God forbid. We shouldn't be living in sin. There's, there's, there's no reason for it. Well, what you saying, oh, Constance? You saying I'm not going to sin? No, I'm not going to say that. Because if I told you that, then I just sinned. But what I'm telling you is that we will not practice a lifestyle of sin. We will not practice a lifestyle that would keep our foot on the necks of our children. We didn't have our children to be slaves, to be our slaves. Our children are for us to nurture them, not for them to be parentified to the point where they think then it works. Because they play in the role when we don't want to do what we're supposed to do for whatever reason, because we do get tired. But then they, they assume another role, so now they're they many parents. they parentify parentified to the point where now they're right at the same time you're correcting. So well, then you have to look back and say, how did you get to this venture? And it's because there were times when we were tired from work or whatever, and we tell our kids, go do this or that. We'd tell them to the street while we on the couch with our bonbons and say, change the channel. Yeah, that doesn't happen to some of y'all. It happened to me almost every day. But... We've got to watch it because they, they, you're making little people. You're making images of say. And what I'm saying is as mothers, we want to give them the good stuff. We want to show them to care that we love them, and, um, which means that even if they mess up, that we train them up, train them up in the Scripture, correct them in the Scripture, correct them in love, and that we, um, we don't want anything to hinder them from being the women and the men that God is calling them to be. Because mothers, we have an awesome responsibility. We want our children to understand that they can produce good fruits. You know why? Because they'll see the good fruit in us. Because we know he is the vine and we are the branch. And the only way we gonna produce good fruit is that we got to get in this good word, and we got to apply it to our lives. There's so much more in this book. Just um, it talks about the different leaders, Ehud, Gideon, and the different ones, and what their attributes were physically and spiritually, and and the and the power that that resided with them. Samson, we know, had supernatural power. Um, is that often they had divine inspired military strategies so they each had something with them that was given to them by God so each of us is gifted in some kind of way and we have to know what that gifting is. The first, the biggest gift we have um, besides being children of the most high is that we have been entrusted to be mothers and that we can influence not only our kids but the kids who hang around them, they might not have the good stuff. But if they can see you and you can deposit the good stuff that God has given you even into them by letting you see how you handle their children, then you're affecting them too. So then you're nurturing children who don't even belong to you. And some people may not ever be able to have a, um, physically have a child, but you have nurtured many children. And to me that is something to be applauded. Um, but we have to each know what our gift is. And if nothing else, we have the gift of love. We have the gift of love according to the word of God. Um, back in those times when when when, when the Holy Spirit moved, um, it moved up on them. But we are the blessed in that when Jesus Christ died on the cross, he didn't have to move up on us because he said, now I'm depositing my spirit within you. So we have the Holy Spirit. Um, who can lead us and guide us in into all truth, the Holy Spirit, who can show us, according to God's word, what it is that we need to do as mothers and this just came in my head, and so because it did, I believe it's something that the Lord wants to be heard as mothers, we gotta watch how we talk to our husband, the father of our children, because they watch it and they see, and some of them can become appalled by it, and then some of them can get in a position where they feel like they'll have a license to do that to their husband, their wife, or some other uh, person whom, they, whom they're in a relationship with because they watch the venomous poison come out of our mouths. I've said some things that I wish i would never said to when my, my kids heard Even like in an argument, arguing with your spouse, that's something that we should never do around our children. And I know sometimes things happen, and it does, but we have to watch how we talk to our spouses, whether they right or wrong. It ain't got nothing to do with whether they right or wrong. It's It's you as mothers doing the right thing and letting God handle everything else. And so we have to just really, really, really be careful. We have to use the gift of God gave us to inspire, um, to lead. The only way we can do that is we have to be focused. And you have to be inspired yourself. You can't be inspired if you're hanging around people who have no inspiration. You want to run, and you want to get yourself in a position where you don't feel like you have to entertain that kind of spirit because it will do nothing but bring you down. And if we're going to be uplifting, and because um, we've got, we got to – nurtured these kids who are so broken. And we can't think of so much of a time when we were so broken. We've got to get away from that. And we've got to see these young people, and we've got to entertain the stuff that they bring to us because life is
2: happening
1: and they don't know how to handle it. But because God has blessed us and he has um, given us, as as God is the breasted one, we have been blessed to have our breast and our breasts are to um, provide nourishment. And so look at it on a spiritual level. We have to bring nourishment to these young people, and we have to put a a God in them. We have to put a God consciousness in them so that we don't have generations of children growing up and they know nothing about God. Um, So as not to go through all this again, I've already talked about El Shaddai being Uh, the breasted one, the strong one. Um, Just as it says, women of God, we must allow the Lord to use our motherly qualities in this hour. Deborah gives us an example of consistency of character, love for people, and sound judgment in her role as prophetess and judge. Uh, Through these nurturing attributes, she earned her influence. She earned her influence. When everything was on the line, she had the trust of the people that she needed to lead. That's so important because we can have our kids and we can drill them, but if they don't see it, if they don't see the sermon and they just hear it, then you—that's when you have people rebel. But it didn't say not one man rebelled against her, nor woman, because she had her focus set. She wasn't challenged by—they weren't challenged by her authority. And let's say to women who are in the ministry, do not allow yourself to be challenged by um, a person who don't believe that you're in the place that you're supposed to be in. They may not believe it. It's not for them to believe it. But because of your relationship with the Lord, you know where you're supposed to be. And so you don't let yourself be led by other people and their thoughts. Um, I'm going to skip down on page Fourteen, I mean, 34, that says this is the hour when the Lord will use you like Deborah to be a model of integrity and courage. The Bible says that after Deborah led the people of Israel to victory over Sessah, the land rested for 40 years. This was twice as long as any other judge during the days of the judges. And um, that was in, you can find that in um, Judges 5 and 31. Um, So mothers, let's rest let's fuel up, let's get rest, let's deliver, let's rest. And nothing like being a peace. Um, but it says even with all the men involved, she had, they had 40 years the land rested. I'd be excited if I can rest for 40 minutes, but 40 years the land rested. This was twice as long as any other judge during the days of the judges. So it says, women are essential to the Lord's church, congregations with women who are active, willing, and harmonious. Active, willing, and harmonious are growing and accomplishing great things for God. So I read through the the different prayers that we have here, um, prayers for your gifts, gifts to arise in the church. Um, A Mother's Prayer for the Next Generation. This book is very awesome, and it it gives us tools that we can um, use. It's a declare and a decree, and, you know, just get in the book. and, And more importantly, get into the Word of God so that we can be mothers and nurturers and be the ones who snatch this generation and bring them to where they're supposed to be in the Lord. Um, so if there are any questions or comments, we'll take them at this time and um, I yield the floor um, back to um, our president or to Sister Susie. Hello.
2: hey I was just talking 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 my phone was on mute Um, to God be the glory Carissa had to sign off Um, but God is good this lesson was on time it was very encouraging I took a lot of notes and I want to thank you for teaching an awesome lesson on tonight. Um, is there anyone that wants to have um, something to say, a comment, something that it um, that God placed on your heart um, before we close out? Good evening, ladies. I'm driving, so I hope you can hear me. Um, I want to tell us what a beautiful, beautiful, powerful lesson, and it's so amazing because I have to speak at a baby dedication this Sunday, and I said, my God, what am I going to say? So God allowed me to steal and borrow and take and jot down a lot of things that I'm going to say, and I'm going to tell them who said it, my my chaplain and my sorority. So this was so on time. Plus, being a mother is always always, everything that's said to us as being a mom is on time. We're living in a whole different state right now, and we should value motherhood. Now, you, Motherhood is on the top of the list. It really is. And even with me having five grown children, I still tell them yes, no, do you So this was a powerful lesson, Sister Constance. Um, again, our, we're praying for you, sweetheart, and we are here for you, and God bless you.
1: God bless you too, sister. Praise God. Praise God.
2: Is there anyone else? Well, amen. Um, it is 846. God is good. Amen. we had a wonderful lesson. Um, for those that would love to um, listen to it again or share it with someone else, we do have a podcast. Um, download the anchor app. And look for Beauty Grace Bible Study. you'll see my picture, um, subscribe so <laughs> to um, do the podcast at a later time. I want to hold you. Um, I want to know um, if your mom is online. Mom, can you oh, go ahead and get the online?
3: Mama. Yeah.
2: Can
3: you pray us out? Okay, Heavenly Father, here we are coming to you tonight as humble as we can, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you for all that you have done. And Heavenly and Father, we just want to thank you for your word. Thank you for Sister Constance who brought a beautiful lesson tonight, Heavenly Father. And we just want to, uh you to continue to lift her up, Heavenly Father. And Heavenly Father, I'm I'm praying for each and every one who is on the call tonight, Heavenly Father, and we just want to thank you for, for allowing us, Heavenly Father, to study your word, Heavenly Father. And, Heavenly Father, as we continue to lift up your holy name, Heavenly Father, and we will be able, Heavenly Father, is to uh, uh, go outside these walls, Heavenly Father, and tell someone how good you are, Heavenly Father. And we just want to thank you, Heavenly Father, Forgive us, Heaven and Father, of all our sins, Heaven Father, that we have committed, and Heaven and Father, the sins that we don't know that we have committed, but we know that we sin every day, Heaven and Father. And so we just want to thank you for all that you have done. Continue to bless our teacher, Heaven Father, as she continues to carry out your, your word and, and to get people involved in, into your word, Heaven and Father. And we just thank her for that, Heaven and Father. And, Heavenly Father, as we get ready to close out this Bible study, Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you for all that you have done. These blessings I ask and yours in your son, Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I amen. love you
1: guys.